getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to today's episode of the Learning with me, Ennio Global.media. See, we know we should be getting recommendations on LinkedIn, and many people do. The question is, how many times the recommendations let someone want to do business with you on LinkedIn? I bet the answer is pretty much almost never. It's this learning looks at how you can make LinkedIn recommendations help your business attract more prospects on LinkedIn. So we're going to look at why recommendations matter and the science behind recommendations and testimonials as a whole. We're going to look at the reason why no one believes what they read about you on LinkedIn and look at simple strategies to make your recommendations have more impact and actually work in business. So when it comes to recommendations, it's the fact that we now look at them before buying anything these days. You know, think of anything you bought recently online. I bet you looked at reviews, recommendations, testimonials, call it what you like. They're the same things. It's all about trying to convince you to buy using other people's views. If you haven't looked at recommendations or reviews, I bet you've often asked yourself why you you haven't looked and also wished that you had looked at what other people are saying the person you're buying from. Recommendations, like all testimonials, provide a level of trust that is safe to do business with someone. It's about giving you reassurance that, that they are reliable and that you can depend on them to deliver what they say they're going to deliver. Nothing, calls, not, nothing feels quite as bad as that bitter taste of not looking at and taking heed of what people are saying about a supplier before you make your purchase. See, when it goes wrong, that feeling is magnified a million times. Now, I'll come back to the issue of buyer's regret further on in the podcast. First of all, let's look at why humans are primed to pay attention to LinkedIn recommendations. The science plays a big role in marketing, especially the science of psychology. So I could talk about the two big psychological benefits of recommendations. I'm going to mention them in no particular order. I've chosen to go with, with the one that strikes the biggest fear into all of us. The one thing that people just hate and will do anything to avoid is bias regret. Now, some people call it bias remorse, the same thing. Essentially, we don't want to look stupid or naive in front of others by choosing the wrong person or the wrong supplier. The urge to avoid bias regret is almost greater than the pleasure of making the right choice. In other words, we have an avoidance strategy when it comes to making purchases. But in B2B, this buyer's regret, buyer's remorse is even greater because usually we're making high, higher value purchases and everything we buy tends to affect many more people than just us. Can you imagine walking into your boardroom or team meeting with everyone pointing at you and sniggering, saying that's a person who bought XYZ system that cost us a pretty packet? Oh, but it does not work. Worse still, your purchase for a business will tend to have lost your money as well as opportunities. I mean, you can have made more money in the meantime rather than wasting time with something that doesn't work. But when you look at the hard numbers, you find that 43% of people, that's nearly half people, now have at least one regret about something they've bought. And you know that number jumps to pretty much 7 out of 10 millennials tend to regret something about something they've bought. In case you're wondering... Gender comes into buyer's remorse because men tend to feel a lot worse than women when we, when we make poor purchases. 
the thing the women tend to re you know, regret buying the most, at least have regrets about, is beauty and makeup products. And nearly half of women tell you that they literally regret what they bought, one reason or another. For men, the thing we buy that's in that really upsets us most of the time is electronics and gadgets. And again, seven out of 10 men will tell you that whatever they buy gadgets or electronics, they tend to have some regret about their investment. See, the issue of bias regret, you can't ignore that in, in anything that we buy online. That's one big reason why recommendations are extremely important. I'll explain in not so long from now. So the second psychological reason that we need recommendations is this thing called social proof. So recommendations are essentially people telling others what it's like to do business with you. So they are social proof that it's worth doing business with you. Now, a lot of us rely on social proof for buying anything these days. Think of the last time you used Amazon, for example. You see many people using social proof in many areas of both online and offline marketing. And no surprise that LinkedIn recommendations is one way that you can boost your marketing effectiveness. The social proof essentially is a psychological phenomenon where people assume that the actions of others in a situation reflect the correct behavior. In other words, other people know what to do and they make the right choices. So if we're uncertain about what to do, should we buy or not buy? Should we find out more or not? We tend to assume that other people around us, whether it's experts, friends, users, call it what you like, other people who suck, that they tend to know more about what's going on and they, should, they can tell us what we should be doing. So on top of that, when we see something good about someone, we tend to make an overall impression. In psychology, we call this the halo effect. So you assume that so if someone has decent prices, for example, then the product must be good. If someone has great service, then the price must be good. So now we don't tend to unpick different aspects of people. Recommendations tend to give us an overall picture that then helps you have a halo effect. See, one of the six types of social proof we use is user social proof. And so that's when we rely on current users to recommend products and services based on their experience of doing business with a brand. We see this every day, like say on Amazon, we've seen social media ratings, anything that we tend to see in reviews, even on Google. We depend a lot on what other people are saying, the same on LinkedIn. As I talk about recommendations today, I'm well aware that I know many businesses that get prospects and customers on LinkedIn without worrying about the recommendations at all. But in all honesty, look, your LinkedIn recommendations are not always the first thing someone's going to look at to decide what to buy from you. I said the way I put it is simply that a lot of things have to align before potential buyers get your LinkedIn recommendations. A potential buyer wants to know things like, can you solve my issue? That's first and foremost. Do you look like someone I want to do business with? Now, do I like your responses to my inquiries? Are you being too salesy? You see, it's only when the stars align, so to speak, that we'll be considered looking at your LinkedIn recommendations. So once recommendations are not the first things we look at, it, it could well be a final factor that decides whether we'll make gun to make an inquiry or not. So when recommendations come into play, you want your LinkedIn recommendations to inspire people to take action. You want them to come, want to explore your solutions. But simply put, you want them to basically want to talk to you off LinkedIn to get into your, buy, your real world buying process. 
whether that's to request a quote or a consultation or literally whatever you have in place for buyers to go through before you're trying to achieve your recommendations. You don't want you just sitting there gathering dust. So, but here's the problem with LinkedIn recommendations. See, it's all well and good at getting recommendations, right? But many people find that recommendations do little or nothing for them. Why is this? But the big reason is simply that everyone, I mean everyone, is a Dad and Thomas. That's the, that's why I, that's why I call them these days. You know, no one wants to believe the great things that they're going to read about you, whether it's on LinkedIn or anywhere else. My favorite clients, they ever turn around to me and say, "Any, I've read your, your recommendations on LinkedIn. Did your friends write them?" So LinkedIn, just say, you know, you are my client. You know what I do. You're getting results from my marketing, so you know exactly what we do. So when you read about it, why is it so odd? Oh, you know, it doesn't. You know, I didn't know you were that good. Sort of, is it sort of message that you're trying to send along? Like I say, you know, if you're, if you're my client, you know exactly what we're doing, you know how it works, and you're getting the results yourself. What's it also hard to believe? They just don't want to believe that they're reading such good things about you. I guess you're wondering, it's not just your clients or potential clients who don't want to believe what they read about you. Like it or not, your friends and family don't want to believe that you're that good either. Yeah, but you must have to go the extra mile to convince people and stop them and essentially have their eyes rolling to the back of their heads when they see how great you are on paper. The problem is that if you know if your recommendations are not doing any good for you, if no one can believe them, then people are going to walk away with certainty and re- and a sense of reliability and trust in you. So another problem with LinkedIn recommendations is simply that they're so short, and people really paint a picture of anyone for anyone to make a decision on. Yeah, I've written some. I've read some. When I tend to write them, these are write long ones. I explain what I did with that person. You know, almost give it a context and then whether it's good or bad. But every day I see recommendations on LinkedIn that can be written for anyone, to be, to be fair. You know, and they in general terms. Which takes me on to my next problem about LinkedIn recommendations. Now, nearly everyone you see is overly positive. I mean, have you ever seen a LinkedIn recommendation that's negative? I bet the answer is no. I never have. I'm going to say, right, all LinkedIn recommendations by virtue of how LinkedIn works and the format they use are in text. And almost about 95% of people don't want to believe what they read these days. Now, maybe it's for obvious reasons. We've seen how people like Amazon and websites and e-commerce businesses essentially buy reviews, make up reviews, and literally they're trying to fool us with their reviews. And the result is that many reviews that people see, whether it's on LinkedIn or anywhere else, then what's not worth the paper is written on. You see, gone are the days when people got wild by the mere fact that we've got a good client saying the same old rubbish about how great you are. And for that, as my friend Tommy says, you can blame fake feedback, scripted testimony, scripted or worse still, something that the business owners told them to say. It happens all too often. So we know what's wrong with recommendations on LinkedIn as a stand. And you can easily leave yours to go the same way. Or, you know, maybe you, you're thinking, is it really worth getting recommendations? That's not the point. The point, you know, is, the point is not where they should get recommendations. Like I said earlier, recommendations done right can be the difference between winning new business or not. And because LinkedIn users are always looking at LinkedIn recommendations, could we have value business that you're potentially losing? A business or a client that could 
be business transforming or life changing in terms of revenue you can generate. The task for us is that we have to go the extra mile with simple strategies to make your recommendations work for you. They should have more impact on people, actually people looking at them. So what can you do about recommendations to actually make them work? Again, I'm going to go through this with no particular order of importance, because they're all important, if you ask me. There are little steps that will come together to make just better recommendations full stop on LinkedIn. The first thing I'll say, also ask for recommendations. But when you ask for recommendations from your clients, ask them to go deeper than just making general statements. Basically, you want to ask them to help you to get across what you really do, what is really like to work with you. As Tommy says, there's gold in what your clients have to say, but only if you dig well. In other words, digital recommendations is much better than general, short, almost pointless, you know, good words, which has no impact on anyone, which no one takes seriously anyway. The trick is really to try and get people to talk about the things that your real clients think about, the things that matter to your target market. By logic, by in terms of reality, it's different for every sector. Now, some sectors want to know about the speed of your software, for example. Whereas now, if you're in marketing, it's more about people wanting to know about your results. And some other people worry about process. So they're trying to focus on the things that matter most to your clients and get your existing clients, your past clients to comment on those things. So you're saying, oh, they're great, they're amazing, they're wonderful. You know, I love, to, I love doing business with them. What's the context? The second thing I'll say about making recommendations work is that you should be happy with the mix. One reason that we don't believe recommendations, as I said, mentioned earlier, is that you rarely ever see a negative review or negative recommendation on LinkedIn. Some people can push the boat out in terms of businesses requests and recommendations, and some will more or less tell you what they want you to say. Have you ever seen one of those before? I have. I tend not to accept because I know it's not going to work. I remember having a Barney with Tommy at Vouch for Me, Vouch for You videos. Tommy is the one who does my testimonials, right? Essentially, when I work with clients, I send Tommy along to go and get their views, either near the beginning, the middle, or at the end. But Tommy gets upset with me most of the time because he sees his job as to only talk to people who want to, do, who want to give glowing reviews about global.media. He only wants to talk to people who want to talk about the huge cash business that we've got for them. Ones for whom we've changed their business, their landscape, their revenue using our LinkedIn lead generation. It's almost like a, it's like a forever battle because yeah, I keep telling him, no, I don't want to just talk about the good clients. I want you to talk to all of my clients. I want essentially reviews that I can learn from, that I can share. It's the reason I can be so clear that every client is worth talking to and every client is worth getting the feedback from it's because I know that will get results for every client. Like I always say, if I don't get you prospects, then I'll get you clients. If I don't get you clients, then we'll learn. On that basis, every piece of work that we do, I know people are going to say good things about us. But I also want to know why a client leaves. In some cases, situations and circumstances that come along. In other cases, I'm at a loss to understand why they're going, given that we're getting the results that we're getting or we're learning. As a business, your recommendations from the service users, you can solicit them, of course you can, but don't direct what people say. 
Man, let people talk honestly about both the good and the bad in your LinkedIn recommendations. Let people talk about the good and the bad in your LinkedIn recommendations. Of course, you know, you have to be sure to respond to each person and address problems where necessary. More often than not, the best strategy is to invite the person leaving the review or recommendation who's experienced or mentioned a problem to have a chat with you, a discussion, so you can investigate the problem that I mentioned and trying to agree a solution. So back to how to make recommendations work. If you can afford it, get testimonials from celebrities. In other words, you don't necessarily want A-listers unless you can afford them. Otherwise, anyone who's famous with your target audience, someone who's got no, an authority in your sector, in other words, is good enough. The simple reason that people love to feel like celebrities. So they follow what they say, and they will use the products that celebrities use, more for them, I say. But celebrities' social proof is a thing. And when celebrities endorse a product or service, people want to run along and use that service. This is why influencer marketing works so well on social media platforms like Instagram. Believe you, it also works on LinkedIn in the professional sphere. So maybe you can't afford you know, the superstars, but you know, you can make an effort to request a recommendation from every client that you work with. This is more about using the wisdom of the crowd. In other words, this type of social proof essentially is when the more, the more. In other words, the more people you have endorsing you on any platform, including LinkedIn, the more impact it's going to have on people than having just a handful of recommendations. See, whilst volume matters, of course it does. You also want to focus on the quality of the feedback. Just gathering a lot of glib comments or statements is not going to do you any good. You want some meaningful, meaningful recommendations that shows us that try to do business with you. So one mistake that a lot of people make is that you get lots of people, if, you, if you've been on LinkedIn long enough, the people who want to say glowing things about you, they might have written a recommendation already that they might send to you, or they might offer you to, to write a recommendation for you. And then LinkedIn can usually ask you to accept or the recommendation or not. See, these people, the problem is not what they write. The problem is more to do with the fact that they've never worked with you. That's why I call them randoms. Some of them just want to be your friend. Some of them want to do business with you. And they think if they give you a recommendation, a positive review, then you might think better, then you might think well of them, and they'll get into your good books. So most of these randoms, I'll say, don't accept the recommendations. People can tell that what they've written is not the true picture of doing business with you. Back to my point about quality over quantity. And there's this sort of fake recommendations that bring the suspicion that plague LinkedIn recommendations in the first place. And only accept recommendations from people who actually done business with you. So one mistake that a lot of people don't do or that there's something to know that you can do is that you can order your recommendations on LinkedIn depending on your goals. If, for instance, your focus really gen is to, you know is to help people increase sales, then you want to put the recommendations that talk about you increasing someone's sales at the top of your LinkedIn recommendations list. It's a simple process of just going into your recommendations in your profile in the back of the back end of LinkedIn and then just moving the recommendations up or down. The question you just you want to ask yourself is which kind of recommendations are covering the things my buyers want to see. You can have two recommendations on your LinkedIn profile for people to click to see more. Choose those two 
carefully based on what your buyers want to see. You know, you don't want to leave your potential customers wondering bit about the connection between what they've just read and their situations. You want your every customer, every potential buyer that comes across your, pro, your profile and your recommendations on LinkedIn to see how what someone's saying about you can help them deal with their real life concerns and issues. So a lot of people leave LinkedIn recommendations just there on LinkedIn. It's, I mean, what's it going to do? Just gather dust. I always preach to my clients that you should go for consistency. Share your recommendations and testimonials online. If someone gives you a LinkedIn recommendation, don't be shy. Ask them to give you a Facebook review as well. Ask them to give you a Google review. I mean, they can just cut and paste literally everywhere. There's no reason why they can't give you a review or testimonial for your website. Now, if you've got a platform that does reviews, like Trustpilot, again, why would they want to post that? If someone looks at your recommendations on LinkedIn, and they think, oh, this is way too good to believe. The first thing they're going to do is look everywhere else. If they see no other reviews about you, they could easily walk away and say, okay, this is too good to believe. But if they go to other platforms and they see that you've got reviews that are saying the same thing, it's much harder to almost disprove that you're as good as you are, as people say you are. The evidence is right in front of them. Now, user recommendations, equally importantly, share them. Don't just let them fester away wherever you, you name they are on, online. Share your reviews and social media posts. Post them onto your website. Use your reviews and ads. Use your reviews in your blog content where necessary. Use your reviews in your email signature. If you create videos of your YouTube content, work out where to use your reviews somewhere. That way you get across the message that you are a reputable business student business with. That's what your, your reviews are saying. See, this, this task of marketing your reviews is what we call reputation marketing, which is growing in the industry these days. It's how many people get from nowhere to top of Google based on the reviews. Might question the accuracy and the legitimacy of many of them, but that's a different question. If you market your reviews, they'll actually work better for you than just sitting on the back end of LinkedIn where no one knows that they are. The final thing I'm about to say about the LinkedIn recommendations and as well reviews as a whole, you know, this is the thing about someone's going to reach out from LinkedIn to other platforms, to other spaces that you might be visible. You want to give them a genuine picture, right? And the thing that gives everyone indisputable view of a business is video. Video is everything. People don't believe what they read, but a lot of people will believe in video. They believe in what they're seeing. Now, your dads and Thomases, they can't really argue against someone who's talking genuinely about the great experience with you. So people love seeing people like them saying nice things about you. So back to the point about getting genuine customers to wax lyrical about your service and just talk about your service in an honest kind of way. There's people like Tommy a Vatch for You video who will help you make testimonial videos if you ever wanted to. What I'm say is that you can't just record your testimonials on your phone. You know, these days, if a client wants to talk and there's no cameras about, you can do it remotely on Zoom. There's many ways you can get people to talk about your business in a very simple, cost-effective kind of way. So LinkedIn recommendations, I'm sure we agree, they can play a huge role in helping you win business on LinkedIn. Even if not every prospect will look at your recommendations, having them helps you to get some credibility with those who actually do look at them. Getting recommendations... It's so only the first step 
in satisfying our tendency to want to avoid bias regret and our hunger for social proof before getting our bank card out. I hope you can see from what we've covered today that there's a lot that you can do to get recommendations that are more believable and there's much you can do to actually make them work for you and convince doubters that they will regret doing business with you. That is all for today's episode of Learning with me, Amy at Global.media. And as I always say, hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, then please like, share, comment. I'd love to hear what you think and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Learning comes out. And the last I can say now is happy LinkedIn marketing. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.